The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Loss helps us define our lives. By allowing our grief to matter, we discover our own strengths and embrace our authentic selves. Welcome to Good Grief with your host, Cheryl Jones. Get ready to be inspired, to create a deeper life, to make your time on Earth much more meaningful. Now, here is Cheryl Jones. Hello, I'm Cheryl Jones, and I want to welcome you to Good Grief, where we talk each week about the transformations that come from loss. Thank you so much for joining us today. My host page at Voice America has all the links you need to connect with me in your favorite way, and let me know what you think and feel about the show. I really want to hear from you with questions, comments, ideas for guests, or to invite me as a speaker or consultant for your organization or group. Today, I'm very, very pleased to welcome Gary Malkin. Gary is a multiple Emmy and Clio award-winning composer, producer, performer, and public speaker dedicated to making a difference in the world by creating music-driven media and experiences that inspire the heart and catalyze individual and societal healing. As a keynote presenter, he's passionate about the vital role music, media, and the arts can play during these extraordinary times of change as an innovative tool to enhance our humanity, deepen our sense of meaning during the transitions of our lives, and cultivate greater emotional intelligence in an increasingly complex and distracted world. Amen to that. Through his public engagements, he serves healthcare, corporate, and faith communities, addressing themes such as creativity, integrative health, cross-cultural healing, care for the caregiver, healing through music and the arts, and media for a sustainable work world. There's lots more to know about Gary, but I'm going to favor us talking. So if you want to know more, go to Gary's websites, wisdom, wisdomoftheworld.com and whatmakesyourheartsing.net. Welcome, Gary. So good to be here, Cheryl. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm, I'm very pleased. I, one thing I love about hosting Good Grief is that I have the privilege to have conversations with people that I've admired from a distance. And that does apply to you. I heard, I heard you first speaking at a Cancer as a Turning Point conference, an amazing co- conference um, that that's, draws people nationally for free weekends, uh, you know, as you know, of um, looking at cancer as a, tur- as a possible turning point, which fits, of course, with my thinking. Yeah, and I went, is the name I, of the organization, yeah. Yeah, I went home with your CD and book from that, and that was several years ago. So I'm really happy to get to get to talk with you. Yeah, I love how these seeds sprout into into blossoms. It's lovely. Is it, it's wonderful, isn't it? I, I'd like you to uh, just start by um, sharing with the listeners what I gave I gave your bio, but from your view, what it is you're doing and how you're doing it and where all of that good stuff. Um, what is it I'm doing and how am I doing it? Well, you know, for me, uh, 
my training has come from uh, creating music for film, TV, and commercials. When you think about what that is, it's the art of creating, using music to create an emotionally rich field that will enable you to really connect as a human being to either visual or audio or spoken content, right? Mm, yes. Um, and we all know that the largest expert in the world uh, from America is the film and TV industry, the media industry. And the secret behind that, the soul behind it, is the music that is driven to address and connect to people subliminally because music is the universal emotional language that is, goes beyond language, right? It goes to the right to the heart of the matter. And so I spent many, many years developing that skill of learning how to intuit, how to subliminally, frankly, manipulate people's mm. emotions so that they would either buy products or get frightened with 15 years of unsolved mysteries. And, <laughs> and then, you know, I've done a uh-huh. lot, a lot of scoring work. And, and then a crash happened that initiated me into a, into a huge recognition of, oh my God, I'm not going to be living forever. And I suddenly realized that, you know, the, the thing about, about when loss happens is you, you watch other people go through it, but you kind of hope and pray and think that it's never going to happen to you, right? <laughs> yes, which, and, which is literally impossible, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, I had a huge event in my life uh, 16 years ago, 1998, that um, shattered everything, except, thank God, it kept my daughter. But my marriage, my, my ability to play the piano for a while, I didn't know if I'd ever play again. And I suddenly asked the question, you know, what is this thing called death and loss and grief? Mm-hmm. And how, with all the spiritual work that I've done in my life, how could I um, be this lost? I've been doing meditation since the 70s, and I was just lost. So I decided that I would create something that if I could just alleviate the suffering of one person, and it was me initially, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, to really traverse the passage of loss into a blessing and a gift and a an enhancement of my life and, and a decision to really apply it to being uh, able to give back, then it would be worth the effort. So, so a lot of what I started to do 16 years ago was ask the question, how can we use music in ways that are not co- uh, common in the culture today mm-hmm. to, uh, to tune ourselves to greater sensitivity to the fragility of life, the preciousness of life, the, 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 the enormous incredible magic of life and, our, and the blessings we have in the form of our friends and our family and the resources and gifts we've been given. So how can we cultivate music as a tool to drop into the present moment with a greater appreciation for life's preciousness? And that's what formed Wisdom of the World 16 years ago. And uh, I haven't stopped looking for the many intervention points from birth and pre-birth to death and beyond that enable us to avoid pharmacology um, wherever necessary. In other words, I'm not saying you can't take drugs, but Mm -hmm. we pop pills as a way to take care of our depressions and our emotions. And Mm. and I'm telling you, music is the the last unregulated drug and the safest (laughs) one to take. (laughs) For sure. So it's it's sort of a profile. I still score film and TV, but I do trainings, consulting, coaching, and speaking around the power of the arts to really transform our listening, our capacity to bridge cultures, and our ability to actually traverse the challenging transitions of our lives. That's my life's commitment. Mm. 
You're speaking my language in more ways than one because I'm actually in a choir called, called the Oakland Interfaith Gospel Choir. Oh, my God, I've been wanting to call them for a gig. That's great. I'm glad to know I'll call you first. Yeah, you can call me first. And that whole sense of, you know, a bunch of people that have um, a very diverse, I mean, really very diverse on every level, um, experience, culture, etc., but once we're singing together, we're one body. I know. Isn't that amazing? It's, it's incredible. Beautiful it's thing. incredible. I'd like to give the listeners a little sense of what you're talking about with your work. Let's play a clip, and I think that'll give them a, a, a really good feeling for it. Um, the, the Bob Proctor clip. Do you want to say anything about it before well, yeah. we... So, just before you play this, so obviously I was almost exclusively doing music, instrumental music, and different, you know, colors and genres and textures and and melodies and all that. And what I found was that when you combined music with a deeply tender, authentic message from the heart that isn't scripted, it's not coming from ego or need to promote oneself and puff oneself up, but it's genuinely a message of the heart for the heart. And then you set it to music. I found that that in this culture that is more and more cut off from the heart, and there's, we're focusing so much on our left brains and our cognitive communication, that when you listen to spoken word in this manner with music supporting you, mm-hmm. it actually helps heal the fragmentation and the rift that, that the culture is supporting around, around your heart and your head being rather far away from one another. So my purpose in listening to this modality of spoken word and music is like a meditation, breathe in the cognitive, allow the music to touch your heart, and the alchemy of all these things you're hearing are intended to drop you in to the essence of, um, of gratitude, really. And so as you listen to an excerpt of this, you'll see a little, get a little sample of the magic that happens when you combine authentic spoken word with music like this. And um, I'm not sure what section you're about to do, but, um, but here we go. Great. I'm going to ask you to listen really carefully to what I want to share with you. Something I've learned over many years that I believe can be very valuable for you. You seem to focus on a specific problem within you. It might come from many years ago, but you seem to treat it as a weakness. I'm going to ask you to mentally dissolve that in your mind and replace it with a marvelous power. We're living in a very fast-moving world. The world's not getting bigger. It's getting smaller. And the whole world needs you to express your talent in a calm, confident manner. 
<laughs> Isn't it interesting that when you, if you listen to those words um, uh, just by itself, uh, now granted it was a little in and out and could have played louder on the phone and maybe next time when you're playing something we can tell the engineer to do that, but, but it's so different from when you're hearing music with it and it's really quite a phenomenon and what I learned about that was from the project that I did that probably attracted you to me, the Great, Graceful Passages Project, which, mm-hmm. which is really interesting because the culture, as you know, Cheryl, I mean, I really want to applaud you, that you created a program that acknowledges, that takes the elephant out from under the rug, and that acknowledges that grief and loss is, in many ways, the greatest impediment to living the fullest expression of life that we'd ever want to live. And so, you know, for me, I've been looking at how can I get in, in and under people's consciousness around subjects that no one would even touch if you just started talking about them, like loss, like illness, like death, like grief, like things like that. And I found that when you perfume the words with a quality of authentic essence, as Bob Proctor was just speaking, and you, and you score it like a film, it's amazing, but like 80% of the people that wouldn't, that would turn it off instantly when they heard the words, if they were talking about grief or loss or death or illness, they would listen. Mm. Now, now, what is that? <laughs> the power of beauty and the power of comfort and sweet, tender energies that come through the music. Music being the, you know, the soothing the, soothing the savage beast in us, you know? There's yes. something remarkable about music that allows us to, say, to open up to conversations we normally don't have. And that's one of the things I found to be remarkable. It's an incredible phenomenon, actually. Yes. One of my favorite facts about music, I'm sure you probably know this, is that uh, it's the only form of learning that, that if you do some new learning in music for a year, your brain changes. Hmm. <laughs> so my idea about it is, is that Music touches more than one part of the brain, and that's part of what makes it so powerful. Exactly. I don't know what you think about that, but yeah, uh, well, no, I mean, it's it's a music is this, uh, you know, twenty four weeks and sometimes even earlier in utero, in when you're coming to term in the, in your mother's belly, there's um, proof that shows that the very first sense that humans come to experience in the womb is hearing. Mm-hmm. And what we've also proven is that the last sense to go before dying is hearing as well. Even if the person's unconscious and on a, in a coma, hearing, we hear everything, right, mm-hmm. um, on some level of our being. So to me, when I heard that, it's almost like a wink from the universe saying <laughs> there's something uh, singular, primary, and, uh, and seminal about sound and music as a, as a place where formlessness meets form, where essence meets form, you know, where, where, where our, we have a bridge to the unseen world through the power of sound and music, and that indigenous people for tens of thousands of years have proven, that the, have proven or demonstrated that the, that the power of sound turns out to be a carrier of intention and prayer, and um, so there's a lot that we don't even fully understand about the power of music. It's pretty amazing. Incredible. Uh, the other thing that I recently saw was, uh, actually, I guess it was Gabby Giffords when she was healing from her brain injury. Uh, they taught her to speak by uh, having her sing first. Yes, 
Well, many anthropologists believe that the human species actually sang before they spoke, which is, it's controversial, but there is quite a few anthropologists that claim that. And I think it makes perfect sense. <laughs> so do I. If yeah, that I ever mean, happens you know, to me, you know, I hope I get that kind of therapy. <laughs> well, and also, you know, it's really funny when people, when I give talks and people say, what can I do right away to shift my, the, you know, my quality of my, my, the quality of my life that allows for the numinous, the numinous being that place that you go to beyond the left linear brain into a place where all the senses and the magic of life comes to start to infuse your spirit with this awareness that you are much larger than you think you are, you know, that we are. So that, that quality. And um, I really, um, I lost my train of thought, but I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> but I think the bottom line is this whole role that music can take you to that. Oh, I was, I remember now the singing that, that just singing, even if you think you can't in the car, in the shower, chanting, just, just even doing an ohm, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is a transformative act for your body, your mm-hmm. mind and your spirit. And it's a yes. great way to massage your inner organs. And yeah, so it's, it's something very ancient about singing. It's, it's, we were mm-hmm. born to sing no matter who you are. Or no matter what your teacher told you when you were five, that you should yes. shut up when you're singing in the choir, you know? Yes. Guess what? It's time for our first break. Um, went very fast for me. <laughs> when, when we come back, I, I want to talk more deeply about what led you to this work. You know, you said crash. Uh, I can imagine all kinds of things that could be called a crash. But when we come back, let's talk more about that. And That's great. And listeners, during the break, you can find me at the Good Grief host page at Voice America. To find Gary, go to wisdomoftheworld.com and whatmakesyourheartsing.net for more information, including how to, how to um, purchase the series we've been, we just heard a piece of and, and everything about what Gary does. More after the break. your life your health your network you're listening to voice america health and wellness if you think you've seen online tv before let us surprise you voiceamerica.tv is online now the leader in live internet talk radio has done it again multiple channels a state-of-the-art viewing experience live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day it's exactly what you want when you want it voiceamerica.tv from health and wellness to business sports and everything in between discover our new world visit voiceamerica.tv now and experience the future of online television voiceamerica.tv We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. 
Save on your prescriptions with the RX Savings Plus drug discount card offered by Voice America. It is not insurance and discounts are only available from participating pharmacies, but 9 out of 10 pharmacies participate nationwide. Start saving today. Print your free card online at voiceamerica.rxsavingsplus.com or text the word Talk Radio to 96362. You are listening to Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. To reach Cheryl or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Cheryl Jones at weatheringgrief.com. Now, back to Good Grief. Welcome back. This is Cheryl Jones, the host of Good Grief. And you can find me at Voice America and at my website, www.weatheringgrief.com. Today I'm talking with Mary Mal- Gary Malcolm, whose work, which he t- titles Media for a Meaningful Life, interweaves sacred teachings with music and sometimes healing vid- visual images. Um, this In this segment, Gary, I'd really like to talk about you you briefly referred to the crash, what you called the crash, where you lost not everything but a lot. And um, can we talk more about that? Because I, I have a feeling that connects deeply with what you're doing now. Well, I, I think, yeah, and I think I'd like to go back even further. Um, when I was 24, um, I was beloved friends uh, with a couple who had a gorgeous, beautiful four-year-old child. And uh, me and the father were jump-starting the car amongst a reunion of old friends, and we pushed the car on top of her, not knowing she was under the car. Mm. And this beautiful child, I was sort of like her godfather, was uh, 24, the first death I ever experienced. Mm. And it was the most frightening and traumatic death because it was the most you know, precious being in our lives was lost. And, yeah. and we, you know, we caused it. It was a very traumatic experience. I had nightmares for years. And I write about this in the Graceful Passages, the book and CD set that is about uh, assimilating grief and also traversing metaphoric as well as literal death. Um, And uh, I write about it in the book because it was one of the defining moments in my life when I saw the child in in the coffin and I realized that who she was wasn't there anymore. No. And I knew that who she was was such a bright light that she was inextinguishable. So it was a real profound faith moment for me where I went, wow, you mean she really is somewhere else? She didn't just go away. You know, she's somewhere else. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and then uh-huh. it was actually very redemptive <clears throat> because we then suddenly started to celebrate who she was. And what, how she cracked our her hearts open, rather than focusing on the, the loss of the death, which obviously we grieved for her for years and years. Obviously, yeah. But um, but that that's what started me on my journey, and and then you know I lost my dad in '92, and my I lost my sister, and but before I even lost my dad, I had this. No, it was after I lost my dad in '98. I had this crash experience, and you know I think that everyone knows in the hero's journey, there's that moment of the fall. And if you don't have it, you should be worried. Because, <laughs> you know, pain is inevitable. Makes me laugh. Optional, right? Mm. So, so we all have the fall. The question is, how do we respond to it? And um, 
I had a, a, a fall that was pretty gargantuan. <laughs> and I often said, don't try this at home, please. You know? <laughs> but I, I feel I, for me, the motivation really came, as I said earlier, where I was so aware of all the resources I had cultivated, all the spiritual disciplines, and that it was like I was up the creek without a paddle. When, you, when your identity, the things you identify with, I'm a father, I'm a composer, I'm a homeowner, I'm a family man, I'm a, all these things. When all of those things get taken away, it really brings up, well, who am I if I'm not those identities? And that's one of the things that's really important about Grateful Passages. And um, I know I'm, I'm, I'm not, just to say that one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself is to engage in practices that enable you to experience what the professionals call anticipatory grief. And when you can imagine yourself without these identities and still find meaning, you're coming out ahead in life. And well, you know what happened for me is that I was lost. I was really, really lost. Mm. And suddenly I realized that the thing that was going to, you know, I, I had a very bad accident and my daughter and uh, I like were a, very a hurt. Like a car accident? It was a bicycle accident. A bicycle accident. And, and then in the same summer, my wife and I, my wife wanted out of the marriage and I was, I would never have left. I was very loyal and, and in the long run it was the right thing, but I couldn't see it. So all the identities I had around my marriage, my wife, my family, um, and my body, because I didn't know if I'd ever play piano again because of the damage it caused to my wrist, really created a summer of complete free fall. And it was out of that that uh, my co-creator and co-author Michael Stillwater, a, a pioneer in music healing, um, asked me, it was actually before the accident, he asked me, would you like to co-create a resource that would make it easier for caregivers, family members, patients, and, um, and anyone close to anyone going through a loss of any kind to be easier to traverse the passages of a literal or metaphoric death. And um, I, I suddenly, instead of pursuing the Guamati dollar with all the commercials and the TV shows that I was doing, I, this accident gave me such a desire from an empathic point of place, from an empathic perspective, to be of value to someone who went through what I was going through, because I was going through a death, without mm. doubt. Yeah. And, um, and I think that's what you can hear in the music. If you listen to Graceful Passages, the double CD gift book, you can hear a direct kind of profile of my heart at the time there's mm. this sweetness and it's bittersweet mm. and, and mm. there's this cracked that famous phrase that leonard Cohen phrased in his song is what this this whole graceful passage is has a quality that has this broken-hearted in a beautiful way compassion um, leonard Cohen's phrase is ring the bells that still can ring there is no perfect offering there is a crack in everything that's how, that's how, what's the last line? That's how, um, that's how the light gets in, right? Yes. So, so suddenly that became a guiding light for me. I thought, well, how could I create some music that let people feel connected to that which never dies and feels blessed that their heart got cracked open to let the light come in with gratitude and an appreciation for life's preciousness, you know? Mm. And so that's what the intention was, and that's how, that's how this thing happened. I don't think Graceful would have ever happened in the way that it did if I hadn't gone through the divorce and had the accident and really known firsthand what 
you know how you know how precious this life is because it can go away in a heartbeat. I, I resonate a lot with that, and what I what I think of is something I truly believe, which is that you do have to let the break happen. You have to, you know, you can't you can't transform by going around it. Right. Uh, it you were immersed, and um, you all of the things you were doing to rise above, in a sense, didn't work because you needed to go through it. Exactly. Uh, and it was just a matter of what was going to support you through that, yes? Yeah. And, you know, I just had an experience yesterday that blew my mind. <clears throat> Music creates an opportunity to drop into the present moment and allow yourself to feel your heart in a spacious experience. And in this day and age, when we're expected to multitask and we're distracted and we're, we're wearing 10 hats and we're digitally engaged... We're moving so fast that the very act of being present to what's happening in our heart, our mind, our body, our spirit is often fragmented and thrown under the carpet. You know what I mean, Cheryl? I do. So yesterday I, I had an experience where I was with some friends that I hadn't seen for a long time. They didn't know anything about the death of my sister, who, which was six years ago, and I took care of her for 14 years with the brain, for 14 months for the brain tumor. And I got a chance to tell the story. And I didn't realize that I had whole pockets of grief that I hadn't felt in like five years. I did a lot mm-hmm. of grieving that first year, but mm-hmm. then I sort of went on, right? And there I was, because of their listening, these beloved friends, suddenly I found this pocket of grief and I just started to sob. Mm-hmm. And they just and they were wise enough to let me just cry. And, and I cried and I was stunned with all the t- tears that I had shed, that I had more to shed. And, and it was such blessed, blessed rain, you know, it was ble- to mm. have the kind of room. And that's what the music does. You know, the music creates, like, the, the, the attention of these friends. It's very similar to the music. It creates yes. a sacred space for you to show up for yourself. And then when there's tears to be shed and you're open... They come and you say, God bless, thank you so much for letting, <laughs> Welcome. For letting it come through, you know? <laughs> yes, I, I know just what you're talking about. I, of course, I've been having that experience a great deal with this show because uh, my wife died 18 years ago, you know, um, I had a good grief, you know, I definitely did, both while she was ill and after, and I'm getting a chance right now to see where I've come and also to see that there are moments where her not being in the world still affects me right. in a, in a loss way. And that's fine with me. You know, uh, to me, it's kind of an honoring of, of the love we had as well. It, it, you know, it's so interesting, Cheryl, that people avoid grief and loss because they don't want to experience the temporary pain but here's the, here, I mean, so to, to your credit that you've created this show and you're outing this amazing and important trim tab of spiritual maturity in the culture, which is facing grief. But what I've noticed is that, that what's so poignant is that we avoid our grief and loss to our peril because what's on the other side of that avoidance is the life fully lived and I'd like to say that, you know, that the greatest courage every day is to live with the question, what makes my heart sing? 
What mm-hmm. do I truly love? And what gets in the way of really accessing that knowledge about what really am I passionate about? There's nothing more powerful as a, as a number, you know, things that numb you and cloud you and stop you from feeling what makes your heart sing. We know what that is. It's unattended grief. It's unattended loss. And it could be a loss that happened when you were five years old, when, you know, your parents got divorced and whatever. You know, it can be a, a hidden loss. And the, so the greatest question you can do is go in your journaling and start asking, you know, is there any grief in my life that wants me to hold um, space for, to light a candle mm. for, to give honor to, and to, you know, bur- write it up and burn it up in a fire ceremony or whatever ritual you do yeah. that honors your grief. And I say, you know, it's, a, it's like flossing your teeth. You just, every day there's something to release, there's something to clean up, and you just do it because it's part of staying alive and staying present, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I have, uh, uh, I'd like to play one of the clips, and it's a very long clip, and I, I, um, I'll just do the first I thought about whether I thought about whether we might cut it down, and then I realized I didn't really want to. So I'd like to play the whole thing. Really, and it's called "Letting Yourself Be Loved." I I feel that's it. Maybe something that can gift the listeners to actually hear the whole thing. Wow! So um, well, if you don't want to do let's that, go I can to also that. send you the track as a gift for them to download if you want. But either way. Well, if you are going to play it, then I want to contextualize this for them. Sure. That if you're doing something else, listener, if you're writing, if you're cooking, if you're reading, if you're putting this in the background, I want to invite you to give yourself a very deeply self-loving experience and just put everything down, close your eyes, and give yourself the meditation of listening to this track. And it's designed to do just what I said, which is it flosses your heart and soul in a way that allows you to feel things where loss exists that might be impairing your ability to embrace life fully. So, so if um, you would be the first time in 12 years, very courageously, Cheryl, that you would want to play the whole track. So I'm very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes, huh? <laughs> All right. All right. Well, hang on to your seats. Here we go. Yeah. No one has ever prepared us for this experience. We think it's the end. No. It's another beginning. Another beginning. to judge ourselves we're always judging ourselves but I learned to listen that I was loved I was loved 
and then I would forget that I was loved. Those were the most painful times for me. Forgetting that I was loved. So you've let yourself be loved while you've been here. And you've judged yourself. And you've forgotten that you were loved. And you became alone. But you will always be here. You are blessed. You are forgiven. an excerpt from Gary Malkin's Graceful Passages and you can find Gary at his websites wisdomoftheworld.com and whatmakesyourheartsing.net you can find me at www.weatheringgrief.com or at my host page I'll uh, see if I can work out with Gary uh, having that that, um, clip available for people somehow and more after the break Your life, your health, your network. 
You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Save on your prescriptions with the RX Savings Plus drug discount card offered by Voice America. It is not insurance and discounts are only available from participating pharmacies. But 9 out of 10 pharmacies participate nationwide. Start saving today. Print your free card online at voiceamerica.rxsavingsplus.com or text the word Talk Radio to 96362. Listening to Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. To reach Cheryl or her guest today, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Cheryl Jones at weatheringgrief.com. Now, back to Good Grief. Welcome back. Today I have the pleasure of welcoming Gary Malkin here, and we've been talking about his work under the umbrella title, Media for a Meaningful Life. And um, I've been really, I, I feel in a completely different state of mind than I did before the previous clip. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot more. That's why I've often said that I'm not in the music business, I'm in the transportation industry. <laughs> I like that. Transporting ourselves to different places in our country. To different places. Without, without leaving anything behind that needs to be in the car. <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know, there's a line in that thing we just heard. That his name is Lou Epstein. He was a trainer for Werner Erhard for many of the men's and women's groups that Est had over the years in the late 70s, 80s, and 90s. Mm-hmm. He was a beloved soul who just finished a cancer di- diagnosis and was had a reprieve for a couple of years, and that's when we recorded him at the age of 80. And there was this line he said in there, if, you, if the listener noticed it, there's a line he said, but you will always be here. And yes. that phrase always haunts me in such a profound way because if if i would say there's one objective that graceful passages uh has in terms of my intention to get people to listen to it whether they're sick dying or alive or and kicking it's not about being sick or dying it's about living living fully and living with gratitude right mm-hmm. is that having the knowing just imagine if you lived your life knowing that you are always going to be here, that there was something inside of you that was going to live forever that could never go away. And that is such a provocative statement, but mm. it does create a comfort in a way because, you know, I know it sounds corny, but 
but my sister is very much alive in my heart. And, yes. um, and I access her all the time now because I know that she's here in, in her essence and she's available to me, you know. And I, I just think that that's a beautiful affirmation to hold as a, as a tool to deal with grief and loss. It doesn't take care of the grief and loss. I don't mean to get, put a little Pollyanna Band-Aid over it and say that it doesn't, right. it doesn't hurt. But it's a source of enormous comfort to me, at least. Yes, what comes to my mind there is be, being clear what you've lost and what you haven't lost. That's good. I like that. Um, because I've had the same experience. I, I consider my wife's death a radical, radical change in our relationship. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, that, and that was a huge, huge loss, to be sure. But it was, uh, I did not feel as if she was gone in some ultimate way. Right, I get it. But uh, certainly a big change of subject. Um, so that's the grief part Got for it. me. You know, yeah. that's how I look at it. And it sounds as if that's compatible with your view as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, th- you know, you had experiences, even people who are open to how they feel about loss sometimes have not had the experience of actually being with a body with the life force out of it. Do you think that made a difference in your, in your um, experience of, of death? Say that again. Say that one more time. So, Sorry. for instance, when the little girl died, right. you talked very eloquently, I thought, about looking at her body and seeing that she wasn't there. Right. Um, you know, and I'm sure again with your sister and any other uh, deaths you've experienced where you've been present. Right. I wonder how much that impacted your sense that we continue those experiences of actually being with a body that no longer has the person in it. Mm, mm, that's interesting. Um, hmm. I think that the effects of being with a beloved whose soul has left their body and to be with the, the actual remains is, <clears throat> it hasn't strengthened my faith in knowing that their soul you know, lives on, so to speak, because I actually feel that every time I open my heart to another person, uh, every time I hug another person, every time I say I love you, every time I look at the eyes of someone I care about, I get the opportunity to touch into the eternal, the thing that doesn't die. Um, numerous times when I play music in a certain way or when I connect to, to meaning, you know. So it's sort of like um, you get used to the frequency of that which never dies. Um, ah. and, you, and my goal is to develop more of a a literacy, a, a fluency, a, a fluidity, if you will, with that quality. So I know how to go there. And that's, you know, frankly, the objective, not in so many words, but that's the objective of a lot of the meditation paths that are, that are laid out before us. The point is to come to a place of equanimity and stillness so that we drop into the big-ass self, the big soul that mm. we are, that is accessible and available to us at every moment of every, moment of every day. But, you know, living in the temporal universe with egos and 
agendas and strategies. We don't always <laughs> end up feeling it. But, uh, but I do think that, you know, one of the great teachings of, of death is, you know, in the, in the Bhagavad Gita, 5,000-year document, a uh, 5,000-year-old document, there's a famous passage, and I'm going to, you know, murder its transliteration or whatever, but it basically was, it was, what is the most remarkable thing in all of the world? And the, the Bhagavad Gita said, the most remarkable thing in all of the world is that each of us will die, but no one will think it will happen to them. And why that is remarkable is that we fly in the face of the knowing that, that our time here is completely unpredictable and we have no, have no idea how long it will be. Mm-hmm. And and that knowledge, the, you know, Don Juan would put it from the Don Juan Carlos Castaneda books, that living with death over your left shoulder, um, Deepak Chopra puts it, death makes life possible. Uh, a phrase that I love is, death is the mother of all life. I think that when we live with an, a relationship with death and dying and grief and loss, the opposite of many people's assumption is true, which is you're more alive, you're more connected, you're more soulful, you have more meaning, and you have more of a precious gratitude for life. So I didn't really answer your question. I floated all over the place on that one. But <laughs> well, no, I don't think so, actually, because um, what I hear there is it wasn't feeling that when, so- when someone you loved had left their body, they were still present. It was the presence beyond, the, beyond uh, with living people. That right. really taught you that. Right. It's true. Yeah, um, Newman, and, that's why and, music, I've been playing music since I've been five years old, and, and it was the moment I touched the keys that I felt like I touched the eternal. You know, mm-hmm. the, the music is, it's a miracle. It's a, mag, it's a magical gift. Music is, you know, incredible. It's an incredible uh, gift to life itself and a reminder of the ephemeral nature of spirit and um, how it touches us. It's invisible, but it touches us so profoundly, you know. Absolutely. I'd like to, we're, we don't have a huge amount of time left. I'd like to give you a chance to say kind of where you're going with this work uh, and then, you know, then move to a final clip. Yeah, great. Well, uh, so I'm delving deeper into a workshop called Graceful Passages, uh, Facing Mortality, Cultivating Gratefulness. And in fact, right where I am now, I'm on a, a beautiful retreat center called Heartwood House on Orcas Island, where I'm going to be hosting a retreat that I haven't named the date yet, but it's going to be in September or October for about 12 to 20 people. And we're going to dive in for a Friday to Sunday weekend around living our life as if, you know, what makes your heart sing is the principle, but we're going to dive through our grief and loss before to arrive at what our life's purpose and meaning is in the last day. So I'm a lot of, I'm starting to get really interested in the, I've always been interested in key, what I call keynote performances. Mm. So if you have an organization, an institution, I, I love training and giving keynotes and integrating music into my keynotes so that people remember that music is not just entertainment. It's what I call entertainment. Mm. It's, a, it's a resource that brings us home to a remembrance of who we are and what matters most, if it's handled properly and if it's the right music, right, and the right media. So my goal right now is to really be an evangelist, if you will, for the, 
the role that music and the arts can and must play in a world that is increasingly more fragmented in their heart and spirit and dominated by the intellectual linear mind. And so my goal is I have a lot of projects that I'm working on. One that's really exciting is resonant sounds. For those of you who are grandparents or parents of newborns, um, we're, we have a book called Safe in the Arms of Love that uh, uses music to deepen awe and gratitude for the preciousness of life as, you, as life is coming through in the form of a new baby. And, and uh, so there's that, and there's also uh, um, a number of other projects. Uh, the film that I well, scored, may, maybe yeah. you can maybe you can uh, let me know all of that, and I can put it on my website so that the listeners can go to my website and see what you're up to. Yes. Yeah, well, that's ResonantSounds.com, R-E-S-O-N-A-N-T, but I would be happy to send you that stuff. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, At least I could put a link to it. Let's let's listen to the clip with Deepak Chopra uh, before we have to say goodbye for for this time. For those of you who are listening, give yourself the gift of closing your eyes, enhancing your capacity to listen with your heart, not just your mind or your ears. And uh, this is, Deepak talks about the awakening the witness within so that we're not identified with all our actions as our ego, but as that eternal place. And here he is. Be grateful. You, my friend, are not your thoughts. You are the thinker of the thoughts. The thoughts come from you. So where are you? You are in the stillness, the silence between your thoughts. That stillness, that silence is you. That you is the window to the infinite mind. The mystery we call God is whispering to you in the silent space between your thoughts. It is for this reason that the great wisdom traditions say, Be still and know that I am God. Mm, wonderful. Oh, Gary, thanks for being here. It was great. Oh, I, I really you. enjoyed you know, it. Just, and so and people, people out there, oh, yeah, um, people out there, you can find Gary at the guest uh, the guest list on my host page to find him. Um, I hope you'll join me next week. Benjamin Allen will be with me. He wrote Healing in the Afterloss, Out of the Ash- Ashes, which tells the story of losing his wife and two sons to AIDS over the course of 13 years and his own journey towards healing. 
And by the way, I, I adore him, and he's a dear friend. Oh, you good. And you don't want to miss that, that interview because he's a phenomenal, beautiful writer and a gorgeous human being. I, I've gotten that feeling. This has been Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. Don't forget to go to my homepage to get in touch with me, and I look forward to being with you again next week for another meaningful conversation. Thank you so much for joining us for Good Grief. Please come back next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Cheryl Jones, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a meaningful week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.